It's another Sunday night in comedy, and tonight on the panel, we sit down with the cast and crew of the new Canadian heist comedy, Vandits. It is a who's who of the best and brightest in Hollywood North, featuring the one and only Jan Arden, one of our favorite actors, Enrico Colantoni, and Canada's own Jesse Camacho. If you missed it in theaters, it's streaming this December, and we have them all right here on the air. I'm Dean Young. And we're about to go inside the joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You are listening to an all new Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto. And of course, as always, streaming coast to coast on the air, Canada wide on Global News Online. And as always, brought to you by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, because the planet is getting hotter and so are your selfies. We have an absolutely stacked, I know I say it all the time because it's pretty true, we booked this show pretty nice for all of you, but we do really have an insanely stacked panel tonight. We have some of the writers, cast, and crew behind the new Canadian comedy heist movie, Vandits, which if you did not catch it in theaters, it is streaming all December long on Hollywood Suite, uh, just in time for the pre-holiday season. It is a comedy Christmas movie, it is a heist movie, but... Our producer, Vince Tedesco, is on the line. I mean, man, what a stacked cast that we have on the show tonight, on the panel for this movie, Vandits. Uh, Enrico Colantoni, a Canadian character actor who is in basically everything. A lot of our listeners might know him best from the sitcom Just Shoot Me, uh, the show Veronica Mars. As you were mentioning before the break, he was on a Canadian cop show called Flashpoint. Uh, nice. And one of my favorite things he's done most recently uh, which I'm going to pick his brain about. He was in an HBO streaming series this past year, Station Eleven, which was based off of a Canadian novel about a global pandemic. Go figure. How timely what is that? Odds? What are How timely odds? is that? And Jesse Camacho, which again, another Canadian actor that a lot of our listeners will recognize. He was on a Canadian comedy series called Less Than Kind, which I absolutely loved. But we can go on all day, Vince, but it is a jam-packed panel. We're going to get into it with all of them, find out what Vandits is all about, uh, where can we stream this thing, and uh, how fun was it to make a Canadian comedy heist movie? Love heist movies. Love them! Heist, baby! All right, I don't know what that was, but it's all right here, right now on Inside Jokes. Was that for the lies? Heist, heist, baby? Heist, heist, baby. VIP. Let's kick it. Heist, heist, baby. Heist, heist, baby. That's right. You are listening to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto. Brought to you, as always, by our lovely friends at Hakeem Optical. Sure, we might be teetering on the edge of extinction, but boy, do those frames look good. And tonight we are talking to some of the cast, writers, producers behind the new Canadian comedy heist movie, Vandits, which if you missed it in theaters, shame on you, but you can stream it all December long coming up on Hollywood Suite just in time for the holidays. We have writer-producer Adam Rodness on the air with us. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. This is, I mean, I absolutely love the cast of this movie. This is incredible. It really is sort of like a cross-section of who's who in Canadian comedy and acting. I mean, the cast on this is just stellar. We have Jesse Camacho on the air with us. How are you doing, man? Very good. Thank you so much for having me. Can't wait to talk about this film. 
right? It's, uh, it's exciting. It looks like a lot of fun. We may or may not have Jan Arden on the show tonight. We're going to wait and see, but she's definitely in the movie. That much I know. And last but certainly not least, a Canadian actor who you've pretty much seen in just about everything. Enrico Colantoni is on the air with us. How you doing, man? Yeah, great. Can we get this over with, please? <laughs> I love I mean, it's our listeners for sure. Yeah, can we get on? Can we get on with this, please? Come on, we have nine minutes to shoot this thing. Come on, we have nine minutes of just this. I do want to. I mean, before we get into sort of what this whole thing is about, I mean, so yeah, Vandits did have its run in theaters, but people can stream it coming up on Hollywood Suite. Uh, but how? I mean, Adam, I'll throw this one over to you. I mean, how? How did this whole project come together? What's sort of a breakdown behind the whole concept behind this film? Uh, well, you know, my, we had a, I have a partner, um, a business partner. I'm also married to him and uh, married to him as well because I, I married his sister, Dina. Um, so we kind of have this like personal uh, marriage as well as a business marriage. We wrote this script uh, about five years ago in 2016. Um, we were told that it didn't work on any level. <laughs> that was the first piece of coverage we got back. It didn't work on any level. Now, after that's why we like, signed up for it. That's exactly <laughs> this is the biggest piece of <laughs> ever. We want in. Jesse was the first guy to jump in. He that's goes, true. I love this stuff. It doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry, Adam. I'm, I'm stealing. <laughs> no, that's true. Oh, so I said, yeah, I said, I think we need a second opinion. Um, and we <laughs> we, uh, we went we went over and above that executive's uh, knowledge, and and we gave it to the, the president of the company. Um, at Breakthrough Entertainment, and they said, holy crap, this is the best thing ever. And we're like, we'll go with that opinion. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so that kind of geared us up into, you know, getting stuff off the ground and reaching out to some actors, getting some financing in place. And that's kind of how the ball started to get to roll. Well, it is kind of interesting, too, because there's a bit of an irony here as well, because not too long ago during production, Vanditz was in the news because – Ironically, while you are shooting a heist movie, an equipment truck full of all your gear for the production was actually stolen. I mean, you're making a Canadian comedy movie with, you know, all these great Canadian actors and comics that we've all seen on on comedy series here in Canada. Did you have to at least appreciate the irony to that a little bit while you're shooting a comedy film? That's the only thing you can do to to to, to keep sane because, you know, uh, you 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 get this news that all your lighting and grip stuff is gone. You've flown all these amazing people to Winnipeg, Manitoba. No, sorry, not even Winnipeg. To an hour north, a little <laughs> tiny town called Selkirk, Manitoba, where, you know, it, you just you're you're praying that everything just kind of works out as itself, but when you're faced with this predicament, you got to kind of roll with it. So we, we, you know, we, we took to the, to social media. We made, we made uh, this whole thing very public because um, you know, this little movie that could um, started getting some real attention. And we were the biggest news story across the nation that week. It must've been a, a slow news week for the country, but we, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we took the reins and we ran with it for sure. But uh, yeah, it was, it was insane to go through. It was a, an extreme heart attack. Terrible. That's Hollywood North for you, though. I mean, you you know, it's a Canadian production. You'll take whatever <laughs> PR you can get in the news. Winnipeg, though, of course, familiar turf for Jesse Camacho, because a lot of our listeners will know him from less than kind. But not even Winnipeg. You just keep driving until it gets worse, and then you put up your stakes and start shooting a movie. It is funny, though, and I mean, Enrico, this is one thing I definitely wanted to pick your brain about, is because, you know, we harp a lot on this show specifically about how Canada, quote-unquote, doesn't have 
a star system. But now if you look at this cast of bandits, I mean, it really is a cross section of we have yourself, we have Jesse Camacho, we have Jan Arden, who, of course, all Canadians know as one of our sort of most well-known recording artists, but has been dabbling into acting and comedy a lot lately, especially with her own series. We have Rob Wells from the Trailer Park Boys. I mean, it really is a cross-section of sort of a who's who, a lot of sort of household names and familiar faces in Canadian comedy and acting. So do you really think that that is such a struggle anymore that we're still trying to build that quote-unquote star system? Because this is a this is a vehicle filled with a lot of well-known Canadians and it's sort of aimed at a homegrown audience. Uh, you, you, um, I, you know, I don't even know how to answer that because... Uh... <laughs> Because uh, what what uh, Stu and Adam accomplished is sort of rare to begin with. I mean, it it it, it starts with their insight and their. I, I I'll say I'll use the term genius loosely, but I really do think that how they what they want to do is really going to attract anybody who is recognizable. I don't know if that will contribute to any sort of star system or anything. I don't know if we're going to open this movie to and, and compete with and compete with uh, avatar two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that would be great. That, that'd be nice. Yeah. That would be, that would be great. <laughs> or whatever, whatever else opened in Canada this weekend. I don't know what that means. Uh, but as far as talent, getting things done in a cool new way that is really going to surprise people. I think there's a new path that these guys are paving. I'll uh, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what opened against us, Enrico. Black Panther 2. There you, you know go. what? I, I ain't never heard of it. Yeah, yeah, never heard of it. Yeah, you know what I mean? I didn't it's see like, anything on social media about Black Panther, but I saw everything yeah, on social yeah. media. About there's a good chance, though, that you were the only movie in the theater that weekend that actually wasn't a Marvel movie anyways. There's a there's like I'm a sure. those, chance those that chances are good. Those chances are pretty good not to be a Marvel movie this, these these days. It is, and it's kind of funny too because I mean, yes, you rolled this film out into theaters, and you try and get an audience here in Canada to go out and fill the seats and watch it. But the way we release things now, I mean, yes, this is going to be streaming coming up on Hollywood Suite. The way we release projects like this now is so different. Where that sort of struggle in Canadian media for years, we were just trying to get people to watch our own stuff. It's almost like you kind of, in a way, have now bypassed that because you put something out and it streams and now it's just kind of for everyone all at once. And you just hope it latches on to just this broader audience now. I think that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, shows like Letterkenny and even Flashpoint, Rookie Blue, all those all those shows that have, have uh, or, or Shit's Creek, so, you know, thank God for Shit's Creek. No offense to, to less than kind people, but that show was genius. It, and if it was at, if it was produced at a different time, it would get the attention that these other shows are getting now because of exactly what you're saying, Dean. And so hopefully, you know, people are going to love this movie. Uh, I always thought it was going to, it's going to be, you know, everyone's favorite Christmas cult movie. Yeah. Give it time. Enough people will see it. The word of mouth is going to be great. And I'm not, I am confident that this, this movie is going to be around every Christmas for the, in perpetuity. I think word of mouth is going to be a big benefit for us. I think people that see it really love it. And, uh, and I, I think, I think it's going to spread like wildfire. Uh, but it's true. I think, you know, the, the Canadian content is really starting to, uh, to branch out and, and get people looking. And uh, I think it's a really, really exciting time. And it's funny too, because I'm going to come back from break and something that Enrico mentioned, a couple of those series really kind of pinpoints what sort of the the whole feel behind Canadian comedy is right now and where we are in terms of our sensibility. We're going to come back with more of our panel right here on Inside Jokes.
This is Adam Rodness, writer, producer of Bandits, and God damn it, you guys are listening to Inside Jokes right here, AM six forty. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on Seicento Quaranta. How about that? We are talking <laughs> some of the cast, crews, writers, producers behind the new Canadian comedy heist movie, Vandits, which, if you missed it in its first run in theaters, it is streaming all December long on Hollywood Suite. Just in time for the holidays, we have Enrico Colantoni on there. We have Jesse Camacho. We have writer, producer, and cameo appearance, Adam Rodness. All behind Vandits, and we were going to have Jan Arden with us today, but what are you going to do? She's a busy lady. She is in the movie, though. Uh, but before the break, we were talking about how, you know, you make a film like this, and it's it's a project here at home, but now you stream it, so it does really go to a broader audience, and it's not really such a struggle as it used to be to be like, okay, we're going to make this independent Canadian film, try and fill theaters, and then it comes and goes, and that's it. This is sort of, you put it out there, and it's just sort of for everyone. One thing Enrico mentioned before the break, too, is I think another struggle we always had in Canadian comedy is finding out what our sensibility is. Because obviously, you know, even though it's our it's our gross domestic export, I mean, that's what we do in this country is we produce comedians. But we've always tried to figure out what our voice is because, of course, we have the U.S. right there. We're sort of like this weird stepchild between American comedy and our U.K. sensibilities. But I think the cast of Vandit's points to something that i think we have been figuring out the last decade or so in canadian comedy like if you look at all the series that have sort of blown up in this country over recent years you have trailer park boys you have Shit's creek you have less than kind uh you had movies like foobar i letter kenny now of course which has blown up i think this movie points to what that is right now which is i think we're figuring out our voice in canadian comedy finally where it's really about turning inward i think and being sort of self-deprecating we aren't afraid to co- sort of like point to our own eccentricities and point to the fact that this is, you know, this is a large country with sort of a small town mentality. And I think that's where a lot of our flavor and our comedy comes from right now. And I think that's definitely a huge part of this script. Um, I agree with everything you're saying. Uh, I think <laughs> that, um, you know, uh, listen, when, when, especially when Stu and I go out to, to pitch projects, we, we, there's a stigma with the Canadian culture. There's a stigma with being in the Canadian film industry where everything has to be safe and, you know, you know, everything's, you can't go too far and we don't want to offend anybody. But I, I think that what we're doing when you're seeing with all these programs is that people are now getting the opportunity to push the envelope because of the streamers that are getting involved now, because that we're not, you know, have to be on a, you know, broadcast license. The, the we, Things are being able to be a bit more, you know, we, we, we could push the limits. Um, you know, Stu and I, the logline for the movie is four stoner idiots have a bright idea to knock over a senior citizen's bingo hall on Christmas Eve. I mean, like, where would you, if you watch the movie, it's full of swear words. You you get Jan Arden in the most filthiest version of herself ever. It's, <laughs> it's disgusting. It's hilarious. But we really kind of went and pushed up because we want to be the voice to say that we can tell these stories we could do them in a funny way and we'll do them over exaggerated and we'll we'll push as far as we could go to get that laugh, you know, where it's still classy, but, you know, we're, we're getting these opportunities to really make the movies and stories that we want to tell, which is, 
which is the coolest part now of, of how the industry is changing. And yeah, I think yeah, it's... I, I, oh, sorry, sorry say, I, Yeah, no, no, no. I was going to say, yes, I, I, I totally agree. I just think there's a lot of different avenues now and different places where these things can kind of live, you know, like uh, you were very, very kind to mention uh, the old show I did is like, you know, some kind of a barn burner. But the fact was at that time, you know, we, we started on, on city TV and had to move because we were pushing the envelope too much. And we were lucky at the time that a network that no longer really exists, HBO Canada kind of picked us up and gave us a place to live. But, you know, when you look at things like Shit's Creek, you know, that really seemed to catch fire when Netflix picked it up. And, uh, yeah. you know, there was a broader audience and they can push the envelope a little more. And then, of course, you've got Sherwood Park Boys, which always kind of did that. And then, you know, Letterkenny and now something like Vandits. There's just a lot of different places it can fall. And I think that uh, the more people get to see things, you know, that the more that stigma of Canadian content is sort of erased. And people go like, oh, my God, this stuff is really funny. These guys are really funny. And uh, again, it, it's just, yeah, I think it's I think it's just super exciting. And I think. Yeah, when people see this movie, you know, they'll, they'll see how far these guys push the envelope. I remember so many times being on set and having, you know, Adam or Stu yell out a suggestion in the middle of a take being like, oh, boy. OK, here we go. You know, uh, I did. I did. I have to use, a, you know, a prosthetic member between my legs. Maybe, you know, you got to see the movie to see. But, uh, you know, it, we, we had a lot of fun and it's ridiculous in the greatest way. It was also a very generous prosthetic member, I may add. <laughs> I mean, I don't wanna I don't wanna confirm or deny, but yes, it was exceedingly generous and I've never been more popular than I am now. So thank you, Adam. Well, and I think, you know, going back to the streaming thing, I think it really did sort of break things open for us as well, because, you know, yes, I mean, talking about, you know, the the a few years back when Less Than Kind was on the air, it was we were finally just seeing this Canadian content that was also surviving on the other side of the border and that Americans were watching. I mean, Enrico Flashpoint was another one where Americans mm -hmm. were watching that. I think streaming, and especially the last couple of years, everybody's been at home streaming content and watching stuff online, has in a way helped projects like this because now there is not that harsh divide between, well, this is very obviously an American network show and this is very obviously a Canadian show. That was always sort of like a bad word in a way. It was, oh, this is a Canadian production. Whereas I think now everybody's just at home watching this stuff and funny is funny and you can, you can sort of break your way into anything. It is interesting too with this cast because, I mean, Jesse... Our listeners know you from comedy roles. That's sort of what we've always seen you in. Uh, for Jan Arden, uh, uh, Rob Wells, obviously, we know Rob Wells from comedy roles. For Jan Arden, it'll be interesting for audiences because we know her as this very sort of deep, soulful Canadian singer with very intimate, personal songs. Anyone who goes and watches Vandits who hasn't seen her series Jan is going to be like, whoa, that is a different Jan Arden than we ever expected to see. Enrico, She'll I knock think your socks off, yeah. She'll knock your socks off and, you know, it's it's just we get to see her sort of let loose and be this completely different Jan Arden than we know. Enrico, I think this this role is kind of something that you've always pivoted between and something I wanted to pick your brain on. You know, we had David Koechner on here not too long ago and Jim Gaffigan, and they were both talking about how comics now are sort of transitioning into these dramatic roles. Like Jim Gaffigan at one point over the last couple of years had 12 independent films and, and there were all these sort of dark dramatic roles for you Enrico, I mean, looking back at your entire career thus far, you've got, you've always pivoted between the two. We've seen you in the dramatic and we've seen you in comedy and we know you well from both. Are those completely two different sides of you? Like how, how tough of a transition is that going between the two? Those are very different sensibilities. I would think. Um, I start at stupid. So anything, <laughs> Anywhere from stupid on is like, could be dramatic. It could be funny. 
It's like I, I, you know what? It's it's like there's there's funny and drama, and there's dramatic and funny, and uh, uh, that's how I approach most of the way. But to give, if I may, if I may, Dean, just to get back to what you were saying before you uh, you you brought it back to me, is I going back to the star system? Yeah, I think what streaming is doing is killing the star system, where everything everything is sort of equal. It's either what you said. It's either funny or it's not. It doesn't matter who's there. People are going to watch this stuff. It's saved how many, I mean, you know, Money Heist comes to mind more than anything. A show that in Spain was not good at all. No one was watching it. And then Jesse commented on how Netflix, you know, brings it to the world. And suddenly it's a huge success. But I don't know who those guys are. Yeah. They're not, they're not driving the ship. It's the writing. It's the acting. It's the collective ness of this and and uh and so you're you're absolutely right or not about the star system being ever happening in canada i don't think it's ever going to happen it's going to be based on the quality of the shows and the the cast and everything the collective energy of uh, of what canadians contribute and it's always been comedic yeah well, from you know kids in the hall and you know who What's that guy who runs Saturday Night Live? You know, all these Canadians. Yeah. Who, the <laughs> that whole guy, Lauren Michael. Lauren Michael. Yeah, that Lauren guy. Michael. What's his name? Uh, Lauren, Lauren, Lorne, Lauren. I spent yeah. enough time in L.A. to know, you know, George Siegel used to make fun of us Canadians because he goes, you guys are spies, aren't you? He would call us spies. We would stand at the border and just look, look <laughs> over what's going on there. And we'd learn to imitate Americans. Yeah. We would feel like we were Americans, but all of all of. We were all kind of like, you know, it's just, you know, I think that's that's what we bring as a Canadian um, uh, pool of artists is like our, we, we are funny people. We are funny people because we get to live next door to that country and we get to watch and observe and imitate. And but with enough with enough distance and detachment to make it to make it funny. Well, and I think. I think we don't take ourselves seriously as well as is something we that can't. we can't possibly when you live next yeah. door to the United States. I, you, I, you, you can't. Yeah, let's I mean, go back. Let, let, let's go back to Enrico talking about stupid for a second because I thought that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I, I could tell I, I you. I thought I was proving my point. Like, no, no, you were. But I want to give. I want. I want to. I want to touch upon that for one second because because when we, you know, I didn't know Enrico before or he prefers to be called Rico. If you're friends with him, he says, hey, call me Rico. I didn't know. Rico, <laughs> Rico and I, you know, we became uh, very close throughout the production and, and pre-production of this project. Um, and, you know, I call him obsessively. I try to FaceTime him. You know, he doesn't answer, but I know that there's, there's, there's love there. But when he came on, because just stupid, he's like, I have an idea for this character. And I said, well, what is it? He's like, I, I think he should wear a two, you know, some kind of toupee, some kind of, I have a, a plethora of toupees that I wear and can bring. And he started auditioning <laughs> his toupees. And when you see the movie, so the one that we landed on is just incredible. And it's like, it just brought the character to life. He played it so straight and had this ridiculous, you know, face on that just made it stupid, but funny, but believable. And you just cared for this guy. So that's really what I, I hope, is what you you know you see stupid as Rico is that you know bringing these characters to life, giving them like a grounded kind of 
you know, uh, personality, but on the outside with these wacky, well, you know, if, if, if anyone has seen, you know, uh, what is it? Faking a murderer. I always get the title. Mm -hmm. Yes. Faking a murderer. <laughs> yes. You, you, you immediately identify, you, you immediately recognize these guys as just outside of the box. They're just, yeah. they're just so creative and funny. And it's just like that to me, that's the highest level of stupidity of just what you guys did was just like, it was ridiculous. And you, you made it work. This movie is ridiculous and you made it work and it's metaphysical. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's beautiful. It's beautiful in, in, in its story of, in its Christmas story in its Christmas essence, it's got so much heart. And yet you walk this, this fine line between absurd and, and, and heart and warmth. And mm -hmm. it's just like, how do you not want to make a movie like this? And how do you not want to watch a film like this? Beyond and I mean, me. That's one thing I definitely want to pick your brain on too coming back is that, you know, this is a genre movie that actually takes place in two very well-established genres. This is a Christmas movie and a heist movie. Those are very two very established established sort of tropes in cinema, uh, which we're digging into here. I'm going to come back with more of our panel and actually something about Canadian productions that Enrico sort of just hit on. We're going to come back with more of the cast and crew of Vandits and... Honorary there are more cast and crew coming? Who else is coming? <laughs> There's yes! Santa's Lats! We're going to come back with more bandits right here on Inside Jokes. Hey, this is Jesse Camacho from the movie Bandits, and you're listening to uh, Inside Jokes. You're very lucky. Hollow hurried sound of feet on polished floor and in the dollar store the clerk is closing up and counting loonies trying not to say I hate Winnipeg. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto, and of course streaming coast-to-coast, Canada-wide, in fact, planet Earth-wide, everywhere where there's the internet on Global News Online, brought to you, as always, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, bringing sexy back since 1967. We are talking to some of the cast, writer, producer behind the new Canadian comedy heist movie, Vandits, which, again, just has an absolutely stacked cast of Canadian comics, actors, musicians. It's sort of a who's who of Hollywood North, streaming on Hollywood Suite. But it's kind of funny because before the break, we were talking about how, you know, yes, streaming has sort of, as Enrico put it, killed the star system in a way because everything sort of evened out. I think one trend that we've seen in Canadian comedy too in more recent years is we're finally not afraid to actually set our own stories here. I mean, Flashpoint was a show that took place in Toronto. Less Than Kind was a show that took place in Winnipeg. We're finally just, you know, we're not shooting things in Canadian cities anymore and pretending they're someplace else. It's like, no, this is just a Toronto story that happens in Toronto and that's fine because... If it's an American watching it, they probably know where that is. I'm not going to say all of them, do, but it's fine to just set things here finally. Although, Enrico, one that's, and I guess it does depend on the network, because there's an interesting one. You were in HBO Max's Station Eleven uh, just this past year, which that was a series about a global pandemic. Very timely indeed. Uh, and I'm actually finishing the novel right now. But it's interesting because that was a Canadian story written by a Toronto novelist that takes place in Toronto 
and then HBO adapts it and picks it up and they change it to Chicago, but then they shoot it in Toronto because Toronto looks so much like Chicago. <laughs> there is sort of that crux, I guess, sometimes still, depending on sort of who's doing the production and where this stuff is airing, right? That was all an accident. They were ready to shoot the whole thing in Chicago until Pandemania happened. And then they had to come to Canada. So it was sort of forced upon them just to get it done. But they had done the pilot in Chicago. And I don't know if they had plans. Actually, I'm making it up. I don't know if they had plans <laughs> to come to Toronto. But uh, that's what I heard. You know, it was all systems were go for the United States. And yeah, because they certainly didn't want to uh, isolate all those actors coming. I mean, those actors were sitting in their hotel rooms for weeks yeah it's like it's such a it was such a pain in the ass but they did it they did a marvelous job and, and and you know what who did the marvelous job the canadian the canadian system did the marvelous job that's the, the thing kept things going you know they were very mm -hmm. meticulous about their covid protocols and they kept everything going it was like canada man and the crews and everybody it's just like you know what i mean it's like well, I, I don't they can't well, see your gestures, so you have to. We'll say that it is kind. Of, I mean, it is. It is. It is kind of true. Where that happened. I mean, wasn't that the story with Shit's Creek too? Was that an originally that was supposed to be an American pilot? And you know, even though you had Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara, two absolute comedy heavyweights, in that project, didn't get picked up in the states, so it got moved back to Canada. Well, and then now four seasons later, all of a sudden it's sweeping the Emmys and all these Americans are going, wow, what is this incredible show? It's like, yeah, you turned it down, actually. So now it's ours again. So yeah. there is sort of that weird divide that does still happen somewhere. We're, we're, we're kind of still trying to figure it out, I guess, in some ways. Yeah, I, I don't think we'll ever figure it out. I don't think we'll ever figure it out. It's just it's just it, when anything is done, it's a miracle. It's a miracle when anything happens. I don't know. It's like you can't. You, I don't know. I don't well, know. Enrico, did, I mean, how did Vandas get made? Let's get back to that. Like, <laughs> You read this piece of shit and it's just like, the <laughs> watching. Like, I mean, Enrico, I don't know I mean, how we did it, but <laughs> the, bloop, the blooper, you know, the bleeping machine is going to be off the charts. <laughs> Natasha's going to, our tech producer is going to have carpal tunnel syndrome by the time she finishes bleeping you out on this one. It is kind of true, though, because I mean, you, I mean, that's been the interesting thing I think about your career specifically is, I mean, you do, you do live here in Canada, but Wait, how the f did that happen? You, you divide your time. Career happen. Thanks, Dean. Yeah. Divide no, your time exactly between... where I, what? Tell me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want to say one thing. I just want to say one thing. That's what I want. <laughs> there we go. Jesse, do you have one in you? There we go. Nice. All right. There we got go. a lot of everybody. I uh, mean, it is kind of because you've kind of always done both, Enrico. I mean, you've just always worked on both sides of the border. We know you from American network shows. We know you from Canadian shows. We know you from American films. We know you from Canadian films. You've kind of just done both. Is there like... And you're one of those rare actors in this country where you you just kind of you've managed to live here and you just consistently work on both sides of the border. Not a lot of people. I mean, we talk to a lot of comics about the same thing. There's a very rare handful of comics that have made a go of it just sort of touring and working here at home. And sometimes they work down in the States, but they're just based here and they do their thing here. Yeah, I, I don't know. Dean. I, I, I don't know. I ran away when I was 20 years old and I ended up home. It's like, I don't know how that happened. It's because he's that good. That's what it is. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not too humble for him to tell him. It's because he's that good. That's why. Like, I think you know, if you're, if you're as talented as, as Enrico is, then you know, you're gonna work. Uh, you're gonna work everywhere. There we go. Fair enough. Adam, I did want to. I mean, we kind of touched on this about the before the break, but because we are, of course, heading into the pre-holiday season here this is a comedy heist movie it's also a comedy christmas movie those are both as i mentioned earlier very sort of well-established genres you said you wrote this screenplay five years ago originally 
were the, was there a lot of those movies in both those genres that you were sort of that influenced this and that you were like was this something you always wanted to develop because again those are very specific set things in film yeah it's it's uh it's a good question because you know Stu and i listen we uh we're down with the legal cannabis okay i'm gonna, I'm gonna lead off there <laughs> um we 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 tend to do a lot of smoking when we're getting creative we tend to have fun we tend to hang out late at night and one time we did that, we were in Los Angeles and we had a premonition, no that four friends and three of us had the same premonition that our friend was going to die at the same time. And we were all tripped out. We couldn't believe this was happening. We, I swear to you on my mother, who I love very much, hi mom, we all had the same premonition. Yeah, she's not going to listen to this. <laughs> and, and she said and we're like what this is insane what could we do with this oh my god a three-way premonition that's that's incredible and then Stu and i also like to go play bingo we get high and then we go to play bingo at 1 a.m it's and, all making sense now really okay and we're like wow you know Stu would be like you know this would be a great place to rob like it's all like old senior citizens no one's paying attention to the the money and i'm like yeah that's great okay well let's create a movie and mishmash all this stuff together but wait What's the time of year that this could happen at? Oh, well, everyone loves a Christmas movie. So we just literally kind of cut and pasted these three ideas together and we just started to write. And that was literally how it came to be. Um, we, you, They say, write what you know. So we took something that we knew that happened to us in real life. We took something else, a setting that we love to go and be in. And we kind of like went off what's everyone's favorite time of year, Christmas. And, there we go. Uh, and here we are now, you know, five years later, we were in Cineplex theaters across Canada. We're coming to Hollywood suite in December and we're here. So the we Jewish go. elf is a giveaway. The Jewish yeah. elf. Yes, away. exactly. I was going to say, they say, write what you know. So that's like, yeah, we did some drugs and thought our friend was going to die. So, you know, Christmas movie. There we go. All right, we're going to come back. More and more Vandit's panel. We're going to wrap it up right here on the panel on Inside Jokes. Hey, this is Rico Colantoni, and I'm one of the, the brilliant actors in Vandits. Uh, so you can watch that on Hollywood Suites. Uh, apparently, you get it for free for a month. So just watch the movie all month long and then cancel your subscription, whatever. <laughs> and this is this is Inside, Inside Jokes, Jokes on what, Radio 640. and Toronto, Canada. Oh, belly. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on 640 Toronto and of course streaming all over planet Earth on Global News Online. Brought to you as always by our lovely friends at Hakeem Optical because who says money can't buy you self-love? We are talking to some of the cast and crew of the new comedy heist movie Vandits, uh, which by the way, Adam, Adam Rodness, writer-producer of Vandits, who, who also has a cameo in there somewhere. You have to watch the movie to actually figure that out. Uh, we were talking earlier on in the show about how the production of Vandits did get a lot of unexpected PR. You were all over the news because while you're shooting this thing, somebody literally heisted your equipment van. I just was curious, was that sort of the only cursed thing that happened on this set? You're vehemently shaking your head no right now. Oh my did you God. see the cast this... in this movie? Uh... Seen the cast? <laughs> that can only happen by accident. This movie was, 
it was insane from the get-go. So like we 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 almost I mean didn't have the financing put together. We made Hail Mary to the last second. We get to Winnipeg. It's beautiful one day. It's minus thirty the next day. We're trying to get out to set. Yep. There's ice storms every day. We're like literally skating to work, freezing, it, hours and hours of traffic trying to get to these sets. Um, it, uh, it, when when it came down to finishing the movie, we had to edit, but our editor had to move to Sault Ste. Marie, and we lost him. And we had to find another editor in the midst of editing. We get to the premiere, and all of a sudden. The premiere, uh, there's this massive fog expansion in Toronto, if you remember. Our director's flights got canceled 10 times. He wasn't going to make it. You know, there was like, this thing had haunting all over it, but it just... Where, 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 where? (laughs) (laughs) And then, out of all of it, I have to deal with personalities like Enrico (laughs) Falentoni. I have this guy coming up. Excuse me. I had to eat every three hours, and Adam was there for me every time. Yeah, I'm hungry. Can you hold my hand? I want a Wendy's. Give me a Wendy's. <laughs> he also he talked like Marlon Brando a lot, which I'm like, are you just putting this on to like make me feel you want to be inferior? Well, um, Rico was just coming off of doing a, a show about a global pandemic during a global pandemic. So this was probably smooth sailing by comparison anyways, right? And then he stumbled onto our set. Jeez. It was, I, I don't know what Adam went through and, and Stu went through. I mean, we were, I had the best time. Yeah, we really I'm pretty one. sure uh, our editor had to move to Sault Ste. Marie. It was a Stomp and Tom song, by the way, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. And you know what? His name was Tom. I swear there to you God. Go. Tom Smalley. It all, crazy. It all it comes together in Canadian showbiz. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you, every production and everyone who, who works in the industry can attest to it, that it's always difficult. It's always you're making the impossible possible, no matter what you're doing. Commercial, music video, movie, TV show. It's always the impossible and that's our job to, to to make these things look flawless. And for the actors and other people who are involved in the movie, they had no idea what was going on behind the scenes because mm-hmm. we tried to cover that up as much as possible, you know. And 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 that was that's our that's the real magic dust. That's the fairy dust that, that we kind of bring to these productions. So if they didn't Beautiful. notice, we did a good job. Beautiful. Oh, and really I think was. you were mentioning earlier in the show, fairy dust is how you ended up writing this screenplay to begin with. <laughs> exactly. So that was angel dust. <laughs> We did crystal meth and went to a bingo hall and then around the panel find out where we can find everyone's socials follow you online all that good stuff adam will kick it off with you so once again recap for our listeners at home where and how can we stream bandits coming up right before the holidays all december long well dean thank you for asking you can find <laughs> streaming on hollywood suite which you can find via the amazon prime app on your tv or mobile phone it's going to be free, 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 all month long on December. I can't believe it, and neither will you. You can see Rob Wells, Enrico Colantoni, Jan Arden, Tony Napo, Francisco Antonio, Victoria Turco, and our friend Jesse Camacho on the big screen, if you have a big screen in your house. If not, you can do a little screen as well. <laughs> um, they go little screens to big screens. Um, you can watch it all month long for free. It'll be great. Um, I just want to give a shout out to our my co-writer and, and our director of this movie who couldn't join us today, Stu Stone, who killed it on this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone at Hollywood Suite and uh, Five Seven Films, thank you so much. At Adam Rodness, all over social media. There we go. Jesse Camacho, where can we find you, my friend? Other than, of course, in the movie Bandits. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, yeah, I got the usual on Instagram and Twitter. I think my Instagram is uh, Jesse JD Camacho and... On Twitter, I'm Jesse115115 because that was my homeroom in high school and I never changed it. And if you want to hear some hot takes on the reality show Survivor, you'll find a lot of treats on uh, on, on my Twitter. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't figured out my uh, my social media identity yet, so it's a lot of uh, 
random fun stuff. But if you want to get lost in the maze with me, come uh, come find me and uh, check out the movie. You're going to have a blast because that I am uh, I, I have figured out and it's really funny. It's a lot of fun. And uh, I guarantee you, you know, it's uh, it's laughs for for 90 or some minutes. You'll have a great time. There we go. And last but certainly not least, Enrico Colantoni, where can we find you other than the movie Bandits and, of course, every TV show ever for the last 20 years? Uh, I, I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm at, at Rico Colantoni. That's my Twitter thing. And I think my, my Instagram is Enrico Colantoni underscore really. I don't know. It don't is. DM it me because I haven't figured I, that out. I tag you all the time, but you never write I, I have no mm. idea. I don't, I, you know what? I, I, I'm, I, you know what? I, Facebook, <laughs> don't even try me on Facebook. But you'll have to just go see all the TV shows on uh, Hollywood Suites that I've been. So Hollywood Suites, you could uh, subscribe for because I think what Adam is talking about is that you get a free subscription, 30 day subscription. And then it kicks in at four dollars and ninety five cents or ninety nine cents. But, you know, I've watched many shows where you just subscribe and then you cancel. Right. So it's not, everybody we go. does that. It's not a secret. It's like it's all good. So watch Vandas for the month of December because it's a beautiful Christmas movie. And then cancel the f out of that thing. Who gives a <laughs> If, if Tony Napo were around here, he'd be out swearing me right now. So that's true. Don't look that at is me true. like that, Adam. Don't look at me like that. Did I just mess it up with you in Hollywood Suite? I just messed it up for you, didn't I? And uh, so would Jen Arden if she was here. How many Italians were on this cast? Three? Francesco, Enrico, and Antonio. Who wow. else? That's a lot of attitude to, to manage on a set. That was, <laughs> oh, man. There we go. All right, that is our show. That is our panel. Don't forget to check out Bandits streaming all month of December on Hollywood Suite, just in time for the holidays. That is our show. Thank you so much to the cast and crew behind Bandits. Don't forget, you can listen to all of our episodes right back to the dawn of time on Global News Online. We'll be back next week. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week's Comedy Rx is the trailer for the new Canadian Christmas heist movie, Bandits. Enjoy. Was the night before Christmas. So, what do you do? Get together with friends? Perhaps have an eggnog or two? Enjoy while you can, whatever you choose. Because on this holy night, all hell will break loose. Seems like something's gonna go wrong here. $25,000? Here we come. And then we get the Lambos? Then we get those Lambos. How do you even know the money's here? Of course the money's here. They keep it in the money room in the back. Hey! Officer, I love your mustache. Stop! Oh, shoot. I gotta touch it. What a bunch of sweet people. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.